Hi guys, thank you for joining us for our conversation number three with James Summerfield, amazing London osteopath, 34 years working and counting <laughs> and focusing a big part of his career within the performing arts, especially dancers and actors. And we've had a focus with the last conversations on dancing and movement. So in this conversation, we're going to take things maybe a little bit more outside of the the box of just dancing, going a bit more into the philosophical ideas that it brings to us. And one question I want to ask James to start with is, do we need to learn to become ourselves? And what I mean by this is that we've been touching on different subjects with the, with the dancing world and what was the call, what makes a dancer, is it a, first a, f a physicality, is it a body, or is because I love dancing and it's triggered in, in me that I just want to do it, I need to do it, and then by doing it, my body becomes good at it. It's difficult for us, but it also resonates with us being osteopath. With one of the principles of osteopathy that is called is functioning is function governing structure or structure governing function, which is something you can play with a lot, and I think it applies quite well there. So mm -hmm. that was my little intro. Mm -hmm. Now, very good, James. Very good. I thought that um, I would love to hear your thought about. Basically, how do you think that once you have, you've had that call and we had this chat together before and we were comparing, we both have kids and we've seen our kids, mm. let's say toddlers, when they were two or three and we love music and we put music on and they start moving. And this is something that you, if you have kids or if you have kids in your family, you've seen, it's, it's happiness first. They have a smile on their face and suddenly their body moves within, not always in rhythm but it moves it, it triggers that and this is where i think dance starts and then and i speak for my in my case i have a 12 year old boy who was dancing quite outrageously until he suddenly was a bit self-conscious and i would say around nine and ten and then that stopped radically and he's never danced again and he would never dare to dance in front of me although he knows that i love it and we dance a lot but that's it and i know this is a teenager and it will come out on the other hand that you're so embarrassing well, every day but what's interesting here is that coming back we, we we're trying to, to find discuss mm. things what is that core and what makes eventually professional dancers special and the last thing and another thing not last mm. that i want to touch on as well and then i'll let you free <laughs> to, to discuss it all is we mentioned in a previous conversation if you had a chance to to watch it or to listen to it that there's a way in osteopathy that we assess patients by putting our hands and we call that listening so we we try and listen the way their body speaks to us and interestingly enough we we're discussing that just now we realize that in those patients that are artists they seem to be feeling that we are feeling them mm. so there's something in them that already has a level of sensor reality that I'd say most people that are not in that field seem to not necessarily have. Of course, some people do, mm. but it's so fire away. Okay. <laughs> you like the big questions. I'm good with that. Uh, so I think the big answer, <laughs> what, what I'm thinking about when you're speaking like that, mm -hmm. I, I actually thinking, uh, it makes me think about the heartbeat, the human heartbeat. Yeah. And it makes me think about dance and movement for all ages is something that we find in, in all cultures mm -hmm. uh, and in a way where the 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 culture is uh, uh, maybe less uh, kind of restrained by uh, 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 
their social development, maybe we could say we find it more, because you certainly find uh, traditions, what then become folk traditions, uh, living traditions, folk traditions, uh, you find those in every culture. Mm -hmm. uh, and in fact, um, uh, uh, Russell um, created a wonderful uh, uh, piece of work around um, traditional Greek dancing styles uh, some years ago, which I, I think uh, showed this, showcased this beautifully. Uh, and, and if you travel anywhere uh, where there's still uh, the sort of heart culture going on, there's always dance, there's music and mm -hmm. there's dance. Mm -hmm. and, and in a way that the, the probably the most fundamental music is, is, is the drum, and I think it's a human heartbeat. It's, mm -hmm. it's some sort of connection with life, with life itself. Okay. And, and I suppose the reason this is relevant is art. I think art, as I said earlier, art is, we need art to be healthy because it, it, connects, it connects us with something that is greater than ourselves. And actually, mm -hmm. uh, you know, something we need to be healthy, really, because if one's only left with oneself, it's, it's not a great show, is it? I mean, <laughs> it's not such so. a good thing. If you have some connection with the sort of other, in, in, in this miraculous world we live in, uh, it's probably a healthier place to be in. So there's something here about dance uh, being a, a kind of maybe a slightly a more organized, uh, a, a disciplined, developed way of making that connection. Mm -hmm. The very fundamental things, life itself, uh, people coming together, people creating, that is what you find a common theme of all folk An attraction. dance tradition. It's very attractive as well. You yes. know, beautiful dance. I'm talking about yes. mating, you know, like... Yeah, well, in, that's, in well, that's it. Yeah. yeah, there's also yeah. this... this and all dancing with someone. When suddenly you dance with someone and you, you find yourself attuned, yeah. there is something very, very, yeah, compelling and sexy, I guess, about it, yeah. you know? And yeah. I find that... It's, that's why it's also so involved in cultures, because it, it helps people to, to, it's to come to together. It's often to do with people coming together. Yeah. That's often what mm -hmm. these traditions... I mean, they, they are usually the way that the group you know, the boys and girls or whoever's can meet, you know, that's usually that's the right. tradition. That's the way you come together. It's acceptable to dance. The boundaries are put in place by the choreography or not. And, and then you go forward. So, so we've got something that's very fundamental here. And indeed, you, you, it's hard to imagine a world without dance. It's rather like a world without art. Uh, there are people who said, um, you know, why would you want to fund art? You know, there are people out there who say that. And, and all I'd say is, imagine a world without art. It's a dead world. It's the beginning it's, of the end. And it's the only thing that lasts. You know, Garnica would be there in 2,000 years. Yeah. I mean, you know, nothing else will that's, be. That's we, right. We definitely, yeah. nothing here will be there. Part but of lasting, lasting heritage. Because the last, only mm. art, we keep that. It's the most valuable mm kind of essence of our mark in mm. this world. Mm. I, I totally agree with this. I, we talked about it as well a little bit, but I want to, coming back to the, the toddlers, because that mm. is, we, we were looking at them being jumping and, you know, there's fun, right? Mm. There's fun in dancing, even in this mentioning of culture, it's because mating is fun. You know, there's something really interesting in, in, in dragging each other towards one another. Do you find that in, the, the, the whole the dancers that you've been following mm -hmm. and I'm talking here about happiness or fun because I'm looking at it from a health perspective mm -hmm. being a really big part of being healthy <laughs> and I know this is a tricky question so you but do you find that there is can you still feel fun mm. and joy in those performers and, mm. and do you think that it's 
it's a fuel of why they carry on or they're on the contrary carrying because they've taken that path and now they have to carry on with it with all the constraint that there are, there are. it's a super tricky question mm. well there's certainly an element when there's vocation, there's almost a, 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 an element of need of being impelled to do something. Right. So that's the artistic. That. Yes, and, and, and for that, uh, I'm not sure whether that necessarily leads to happiness, but it, it leads, that certainly gives a sort of fulfillment, a sort yeah. of fulfillment that if you've had it uh, in, in, in some work or leisure or practice or some discipline that you've really given yourself to, it's very hard to, to live without yeah. it. It's if you don't do it, the frustration yeah. from not yes. letting yes. it out seems yes. to be very difficult to live with. Yes, and, and in a way, it's a slightly uh, part of a slightly indirect answer, but I think one of the things, most painful things that, that um, I've had to be part of at times are where dancers, it's clear that their problem or injury is so bad that they have to stop dancing. Yeah. And, and it's 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 like no you know no one sort of wants to tell them you know someone's got to tell them actually you know we've 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 done really gone to the end of the line and you know it's sort of exit time that is an awful thing now why why is that an awful thing it's partly an awful thing because you know they will have given their life to that they will have really only wanted to do one thing mm. which is dance it's an identity at this point it becomes it becomes who you are not just because we, it is a job as we mentioned as well but it's it becomes who you are and it defines you. It does. So I, I think the, the interesting question is, that, so that in itself is profound. Yeah. I think we can agree that's profound. Then when we bring in the concept of happiness, mm -hmm. that's, that's a different thing. And it comes back to a word that I used a little before, before in one of these earlier talks, it was resilience. Mm -hmm. That, you know, it's, it's partly any discipline. It's, it's what we do. It's, it requires resilience. It requires the, the wish, the will, the drive to keep doing it, not doing mm -hmm. it for one year or two years, five years, to keep doing it because of the sense of, of, of vocational drive. Same with dance. It brings you satisfaction. At times it brings you happiness. Mm -hmm. At times it brings you sadness. Mm -hmm. It always brings a great challenge. And I wouldn't say it's probably any different for a dancer than it is for you in your vocation in, and in your aspiration and in your frustrations, your satisfactions. I think, we need to ask a dancer, you, right. I'm sure you're, you're going to ask Russell, yeah. I think it would be similar. Uh, and, 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 and so what about happiness? It's probably like uh, when the, the clouds part for a moment and sunbeams radiate onto the earth. Mm -hmm. That's happiness. And partly happiness is so precious because it's transient. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's really why beauty and happiness are so precious is because of their transience. You mentioned beauty. I'm going to jump on that. Okay. Because it's 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 an amazing concept, philosophical concept for me. Because it's, and I'm not talking aesthetic beauty, but I will a little bit. But mm. what is it's going? To, and I, you've watched many ballets, I'm sure, mm. but not mm. just many dance performers. And I, I have too. It's 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 really what touches me the most. And I find that where is it? I always wonder where is it touching me. Well, what is it? Is it an emotion it's creating? But also, and I, feel, I really thought about this. And the thing is, I think I want to be part of that. Hmm. So my, it's, it's, it's kind of a feeling like I wish I could either do this or be part of that structure that someone choreographed together that is so powerful hmm. in terms of lighting and movement, etc., etc. So 
I guess it, maybe it's a frustration on my part. I think maybe this is the only my only regret would have not to be a dancer because, mm. but I don't think I had the call, so mm. I'm not that frustrated. But thinking of it like this, I'm thinking the beauty of it is you know is the the organization of a face, the organization of a painting, or the movement, because there is the beauty in that. And we we're talking before about attraction. Mm. So the what's the beauty in dancing, and what does it trigger? in each of us and that comes to the whole world of art and happiness as well because you have a feeling of satisfaction of, or happiness when you, f you feel that you've seen beauty even in its transient way and I'm thinking as, as osteopath when you, you, you see that sometimes right you have this moment we were talking before you, you feel something you went to your diagnosis you think you've understood something and you, and you fail to shift and mm. there's something beautiful in that in the same kind of organization so I don't know what's the question in this, but <laughs> my, my point about beauty is how do you relate to beauty mm. and dance? Mm. Well, what calls to mind initially is um, the neuroscientists. I mean, neuroscience is full of so much fascinating research. It's a sort of <laughs> the acceptable face of mysticism or something. I don't know. It's because it's, it's a science. It's okay. I'm, I'm up for that totally. And one of the things that they talked about around dance was that the, apparently we've got these things that have been called mirror neurons in our brain, mm -hmm. and 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 that's an explanation. But like all these explanations, really, to me, it just leads to more questions. But anyway, let's stop there and say this is yeah. some explanation. Is that uh, people will watch dance, be moved by dance. And, and part of them, uh, in the same way you just articulated, part of them will, will literally it must be dancing. Mm -hmm. So it's so, so partly in the brain, by watching that, a part of a person is set free, in a way, right. of their experience mm -hmm. of, of, of the, the, the freedom of uh, the sort of freedom that's represented by dance movements. So I, I think that it's it's a moving experience i mean i i think a lot of the aesthetic the sort of you know what is beautiful i mean i think a lot of that is is a sort of the projection of the audience because that's part of the 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 the, the sort of illusion of theater really isn't it that mm -hmm. you know that the artists not only uh, they make a great performance as a person or they in these cases they're, they're dancing this story or just just pu or, or pure movement and, and a lot of it is what is invoked in the audience, you know, so if, you know, if we, I mean, a dancer, you know, as we said, you, you may have a dancer who's in the lead role, who's actually dancing the neurological symptoms, is thinking, you know, when is this over? <laughs> <laughs> you might do, hopefully not too often, but let's say you did. Would that mean that the audience would not be moved by this uh, presentation of this, 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 this fantastic piece of art? I think almost certainly they wouldn't. Yeah, I agree. So, so I think that we, we've we've got to sort of look at the, the you know the, in a way the artist um, is, is is like a service of creativity, mm -hmm. and in a way, yes, you can be danced totally on your own. You don't need an audience, but the real power of what you're describing is is linked to having an audience. I mean, it's a huge dynamic. There's a different thing when someone dances in a space. They're free. They might be observed secretly. So beautiful, still beautiful. But with the power of art, it it also relies on the observer. Which is coming back on the original discussion mm. about the call, the yeah. call of willing to move, expressing oneself, the need to do it, but also the need to show. Yes, it it is a show. Totally. And that and that also takes a certain, I can say, type of. Of, of mentality and of mindset because it is daunting for most of us look at it even us being here you know being filmed it's not it's it's something that 
puts a lot of pressure on us. Um, I want to come back on this, like, this question. Sorry, you're, you're right, so there's Sorry. a need. There's a need. No, there's just a need. in yeah, a way, yeah. it, it, what you're saying, there's a need. I think this is it. It's a call from within yes. and you have to express it or yes. you are, you're not fulfilling yes. your, yourself. Yes. In the idea of becoming yourself, you know, I think about this idea of identity a lot. It's like we are constantly in regeneration, right? Your skin is new every two months, your mm. skeleton every six, etc., etc. And it brings me of this idea of the, the boat of Thesis, which is this old Greek um, mythology about this boat that they've kept, and they kept changing it because it when it became rotten. So. 200 years later, it's the same form, but it's not the same matter. But is it now still the same thing? And I'm mm. thinking about us grow, you know, getting a bit older or less young, as you said rightly. <laughs> I think it's interesting in them because they're so morphic and so in motion, but also in changing. We all, each and every cell will be different. So what's left of our identity and their identity? Are we, are we the same, you know, with the mm. same people, are we the same soul? If, but our body is definitely not the same, right? This, this hand is not the same hand that I when I was 15, let's say. And I find that in, in that, with dancing, it's interesting because they, there must be an identity, because, because it's their identity, and the identity is, is also projected through their body, and their body is such changing. I wonder how they work that out in their minds and, and, and their performance. What are they working out in their minds and the performance? What, who they are? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's my. I I, mm. I believe I, I I'm wondering if mm. to get that level of connection you're talking about, you're actually displaying a deep identity. This is who I am. Okay. Well, I'm going to slightly turn this around because uh, I'm not a dancer, and and this on this level, I I I don't think I want to try and speak for a dancer, and you're not a dancer, but we are osteopaths, mm -hmm. and 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 uh, there is an art to what we do. There's mm -hmm. a science, and there's an art. That's one of the the, the uh, uh, interesting thing I'm sure for both of us about the, the discipline we practice, and and it is a discipline, and uh, and in a way, um, some of these things apply. So, so I, I suppose that well, the interesting question about philosophy here is how do you feel that with what you practice, what you give to people, what you offer, you, and, and we really, what we're really talking about here is connection, mm -hmm. isn't it, in a way? Because mm -hmm. one of the things you're, you know, you're offering um, is connection. Mm -hmm. One of the things, what you're describing, that part of dance is a connection, the connection of the audience, of the other dancers, a, a connection. So I suppose what do you feel about the discipline that you practice mm -hmm. in terms of connection and how that changes in you, how that changes you and, and, and where you're going with that? Coming back to this idea of structure and function, I, yeah. think, I, I think that when you start applying yourself repetitively to doing something, so that's what I call the function, it will have an impact on your, on your own structure. I think I'm, I, I'm becoming an osteopath in, over the last 20 years, mentally, but also physically, in a way, you know, I, I, I believe that. I believe mm. that my body has morphed in a way mm. to, be, to, to, to apply to what I'm doing every day. And I'm mm. sure, you know, I'm sure mm. That's, mm. that's something. So I think it's the same for the dancers. What I'm trying to, to come down to here in this conversation here with that is that I find it, we know the discipline is so profound. So no, they, they uh, it's not the right way I was going to say, they break themselves, but they really work hard at saying the turnout, the flexibility, mm. the overstretches, you know, the stretch backwards, this and that. And eventually, I'm wondering this kind of forcing 
of mm. those bodies to become something rather than doing through the function to the morphic. I think that could be something, and you said it, there's a, there's, there has been a shift in the last mm. 10, 15 years. But for a long time, it was kind of, I felt, not pain, but I felt compelled when I saw some, some dancing performance, saying, wow, this must have taken a lot of pain to get there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Maybe, I'm, but maybe this is just my feeling, but I, you know, you and I say osteopath, and now we're observing this from the healthy point of view. And I, I want to wrap this up with this, with health, which is, is, are people so happy doing it? Is that, is that, the, that mm. need is now fulfilled? Are their body telling them, yeah, this is great, you know, mm. do that because it feels good and do they, you know, is doing a grand jeté something that you feel, mm. wow, because it must be, you know, and yeah. you see Sylvie Guillen jumping and like, that yeah. must feel bloody good, you know, yeah. to jump at two meters high. Absolutely. So, I think part of this question seems to be, is there a cost? <laughs> you know, is there is there is there a cost? Is there a physical cost to um, reaching out to be in the forefront of uh, of, of 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 sort of um, of achieving that kind of excellence in movement? Mm -hmm. uh, is there a cost in reaching out to be at the forefront in achieving a, a kind of excellence in any kind of uh, uh, sort of way of connecting in this way and and i think there is a cost but but why is it that despite that cost and dancers know that cost more than most why is it that they still do it and i think the answer to that is is because it's worth it mm -hmm. yeah it just touches them in all the right places yeah. and makes them feel complete i like that it's worth it is it worth it to be an osteopath? Is there a cost? There is. Is it worth it? It is worth it's it. It's worth it. Absolutely. Thank you, James. Thank you so much for watching, guys. This was the, the wrapping up of our third conversation with James Summerfield. I hope you enjoyed it. We've touched on dancing, movement, conditioning, health and happiness, structure and function, all themes that are very close to us osteopath. I hope you enjoy that. I hope you learn some things and that triggered your curiosity to learn more. Uh, please join us on the next podcast on unaseries.com. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.